Good morning, Casey Rose. Good morning, Danielle Caroline. How are you? How are you? I mean, we're still living in a Scandaval world, and I'm a Scandaval girl. I'm a Scandaval girl in a Scandaval world. <laughs> There's BS and AS, and we're yes. we're still, I guess, IS in Scandaval. In Scandaval. In Scandaval. You know, it's so funny. So many people have come out of the woodwork. You know. Uh, that I wouldn't have even expected to be mm-hmm. rocked by this. Yeah, it is interesting who's watching. And people that haven't even been watching are coming up to me and they've caught up. They Like, why has this been so... Touched a nerve. Yeah, it's really... Uniting. Touched, yeah, united, yeah. dividing. Why do you think that is, Casey? Well, see, I almost want to say uniting and not dividing because... I do feel like I have yet to meet a soul that doesn't feel the same. So in some way, I think we're rallying around a collective feeling of anger, of angst. And like, with absolute love to all parties, you know, Vanderpump isn't like my number one. I think Ariana couldn't be more lovely. And we've always said she's the most normal. Yes. And beautiful. Stunning. Uh, uh, Which is, again, important. (laughs) Very important for all of it. But I have never connected with her and Tom as like, my Brad and Jen. Like, I just don't view them that way. However, Matt McConkey was pointing out this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Bright and early. We have started these chains. Like, we are, guys, we are on chains at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., waking up with it, going to sleep with it. Yeah, and he kind of had the same question, Danielle, and it was a tough question that he put to us that I'd like to put to all of you. Yes. Which is what he said is, Now, this is post-apology, okay, which we'll get into. But, you know, this is hot on the heels of Sandoval's finally released an apology. And Matt writes, does it kind of feel like the audience outrage towards him is stronger than anything that was ever directed at Erica or Jen? And he wrote in parentheses, who hurt old people and poor people? And I said, you know, if I may posit, we are all Ariana, I think, and we don't identify as old and poor in our minds. Yes. None of us. Now, that's not we. Yeah, it doesn't. That's the collective. Yeah. And we. I posed that maybe because the the Erica, Tom Girardi stuff and the Jen Shaw stuff is so dark that it's almost unrelatable. Yeah, it's like it's unrelatable. It's dark. It's too tough for us to kind of like process. And yeah. so, but this is like un you know, for better or worse, a breakup, a bad breakup. Right. This is one we can all tackle and sink our teeth into. Yeah. We were always tiptoeing a line with the Erica one when when you get into the airline. Yes. And I don't even want to go. Even as I say it, you're right, Dan. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about that airline. And and the Jen Shaw, like taking money from like our most vulnerable population. Like that is stuff that is so, like we can't even go there with our brains and like to pick a side. It's like, there's no side. We still did. Of course, because we're journalists and we're respectable journalists, Casey. That's right. Again, journalists without a journalism degree. And we were willing to face that tough story head on. But this one just feels like we can all relax We can feel free to be. (laughs) You and me, baby. Yeah, and again, I don't care about these people. No, no, no. Um, You know, obviously I'm, a child of God, I, I don't want anyone to suffer. Certainly not. But again, you know, uh, Vanderpump to me always puts a, a bad feeling in my body. The way I can only imagine, you know, when there's those haters that are like, oh, you watch Housewives and you can just feel what they're saying to you, you know, like you piece of fucking shit. You just gross. And I want to just, you know what I want to say. I mean, I want to yeah. just hand them over the canon of our seven years of my life's work. Yes. <laughs> 
But with with Vanderpump, I've always kind of agreed. Like, it's so kind of skeezy. It's like, oh. I think because, like, Vanderpump is like housewives, or it used to be like housewives without, like, the money and without, like, the... You know what I mean? It was just like... Housewives without borders, yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, God, like, living in a shitty apartment that looked like mine. Like, I could see that if I just... It was too relatable. It was too relatable. me in my 20s. Like, I just saw myself, and I don't look fondly back on that period of my life. So it's like, oh. And I also, like, what I also watched this week's episodes, which I don't think that they've re-edited yet or, like, to, like, give us, but they're probably like, pretty quick. I was looking at some hints and, you know, we did say, Rachel said she was mad at Katie because she's like, Katie didn't come to my puppy party. And so there is some anger in Rachel, as we're now calling her. And also, they were at Vanderpump Paris. Which they were all trying, it was really made me laugh because they were all trying to be like, yeah, it's so classy. All of Lisa's restaurants are so classy, but I don't think even they believed that. Um, but they out with Lala and Lala liked uh, Garcelle's son, Oliver. Like he was waiting on them on a table and Lala's like, oh, he's hot. I like him. And then all of a sudden, Rachel started liking him. And then Rachel went and kissed him. And I do believe that Rachel has an affinity for other people's you know, like what other people want. I think that is something I'm seeing in her. Well, you know, it's interesting. So well, first of all, a girlfriend, just to, to, to that point, Danielle texted me last night and she, she, you know, everyone's getting their back up in a different way about yeah. a different like piece of this. And she was like, my friend Liz Miller was like, I'm just curious, like, didn't, you know, she's like with all love, like, didn't Ariana go down on Lala? Like, wasn't that kind of like, Cheating, what I had to say was like, I, I do believe Tom was driving the car on that, yeah, is that right? Think, when we were going through the windy canyons of Malibu. And not that it matters, but I think Lala went down on Ariana. Whoa, and okay, not that, again, <laughs> I'm, just okay, say, I'm just trying to get the facts right. No, I I'm know. not saying, like, I'm just saying, and Tom was driving us through Mulholland Canyon or P- PCH or whatever. So, like, he was, he was, he was involved. There. Like, this was behind her back, though it was in her house. And I guess you could say him driving the car is the same as her being asleep in the house, perhaps. But I, but it feels different to me. Well, I hope he wasn't asleep at the wheel, you know. <laughs> okay, now, now, to your point about you're kind of commenting on Rachel's mental health in a way that she's maybe coveting, you know, things that she, I I do think, I think we've always known her to be a deeply insecure person. And I don't want to be judgmental. Everybody calm yourselves down here with what I'm going to say. But, you know, I think in this day and age, you know, I don't know how to say it without, people are going to get mad. I don't care. Everyone's voices have raised like 27 octaves and gotten so kind of like this since we've even been on these airwaves, Danielle. I'm sure mine has as well, kind of that like Kardashian. Yeah, people have accused me of vocal fry. Yeah, people have accused me of vocal fry a million times. I'm like, no. I mean, who amongst? Who amongst? But Raquel's voice took us all for a ride. (laughs) You know, when we first met her, it it was a toughie and it couldn't help for me be synonymous with insecurity. There was just something about her. And I think then her apology was sort of right in line with all of that. What apology? Did she give an apology? Yes, Danielle. Hot off the press. I didn't see it. Oh my God, read it to me. (laughs) Yes, Danielle. Early in the early hours this morning, she says this, and it speaks to her mental health. Here we go. Raquel's reps have released the following. And by rep, I mean, I'm sure her friend from acting class who's standing (laughs) in for a rep. (laughs) I want to apologize for my actions and my choices foremost to Ariana and to my friends 
and the fans who invested in our relationships. I don't know if we invested. There is no excuse. I am not a victim and I must own my actions and I deeply regret hurting Ariana. I'm reflecting on my own choices, Mm. speaking to a counselor, and I am Mm. learning things about myself, such as my patterns of codependency and addiction to being and feeling loved. I have sought emotional validation through intimate connections that are not healthy without regard for my own well-being, sometimes negatively affecting others and often prioritizing the intimate connection over my friendships. I am taking steps to understand my behavior and make healthier choices. I I think I understand the behavior, but anyway. (laughs) She says, although I chose to be on a reality show, accepting the good, the bad that comes with it, beyond my own actions, I've been physically assaulted. Lost friendships, received death threats, and hate emails, in addition to having had my privacy violated. I have begun counseling to end my unhealthy behavioral cycle, learn to set stronger emotional boundaries and learn to protect my mental health. Yeah, like a day ago. That's not... Yeah, and like, I don't (laughs) mind if you're protecting your mental health. Like, okay, what about the others? What about mine? Well, she says, I don't expect sympathy, understanding or forgiveness. Right now, I must focus on my own health and well-being. And as I strive to be a better person moving forward, I will prioritize my mental health. Yes, we get it. And we got it. (laughs) Raquel. Everyone's prioritizing their mental health. She signed it, Raquel Lavas, Lavis, Raquel, not Rachel, not Rachel. Rachel Levy. (laughs) Rachel Levy. Um, Everyone's prioritizing their mental health, Danielle. Yeah, well, maybe we should prioritize a little bit earlier is what I would say. But also it's like you already did prioritize your own mental health. Was was that you felt good dating someone else's boyfriend, husband. Exactly. I mean, and also like watching this week's episode where they were like being all friendly, going to, you know, going to Lake Havasu, the most romantic friendship place on the planet. And then like... Where Vicky feels most at home. Yes, where the people are just good people, Vicky. Vicky OG of the OC used to say. Where if you were, um, become, became disabled, they would put you in a diaper. That's the people at Lake Havasu. And sorry, Rachel, but you're not being very Lake Havasu right now. That's right. She, that's honestly all she should say in her statement is, I strive to be more like Havasu. Then we get it. Then that's a statement. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't get enough. I can't either. Although I'm predicting a time when we're all just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, it's taken over. Dan, uh, Deanna Chang, our friend, was saying like, she's caught up in it. You know, she's probably not like at a 10 out of 10 caught up in it. She started receiving a, a thing on her phone, a notification that she did not sign up for that said, like, you have spent 30 hours on this. Now, I know that <laughs> meme was going around. This is not that. This was like, the information was basically, like, found its way into everyone's inbox. And now it's really making me laugh, Danielle. You know it's a big thing when, like, I was looking up and it was like, Time Magazine explains what's going on. If you've I... been hearing about this Sheena Shay Ariana Maddox thing. Like, well, everyone's trying to, now we've hit the chugs and we're trying to explain everything. Oh, and I have, like, I literally, I was in my writing room the other day and, you know, half of us knew and half of us didn't. And I was like, do we need to take time from this show that we're working on? It's very important for me to do a diagram. And they were like, yes. Like people wanted to Obviously know. Obviously, we do, Danielle. Huh, like these, like, the, and I do think it's funny. Like, even like my parents know, like, there's some sort of thing going on. In that's the, what I'm just gonna yeah. say. My dad's coming to visit, and I, I'm expecting my stepmom and dad to be like, "Did you?" Hmm, it's just like when it hits everybody, you know, we're at like a level. And yes, in two days, will that level? Will we have hit saturation? Yes. Yeah. 
even when like I'm at work for like an hour or two and I haven't checked my phone and then I come back and there's just so much, like every hour I work is an hour missed on like this story. That's right. See, that's how we're all measuring time now. It's like every second I'm not spending on it is a wasted second, really. Yes. yes. And it's been tough. And you have a newborn. You have a newborn. Thank you. Oh, she's not a priority at all anymore, Danielle, <laughs> after these last two days. I found it interesting. So Rachel's statement is all about my mental health and, you know, I prioritize men and my addiction to men and my intimacy issues. Yet Tom Sandoval releases his statement. Hers comes four hours later. There's something in that to me that's like a Ralph Drew thing, which is like, you know, they conspired on when we're releasing them. And he managed to be like, mine's coming out first, baby. Oh, yeah. And she was like, okay, well, mine will come out. Okay, like four hours later. Like, it's still, she's still... She's still kowtowing to this man. Yeah. And I will also say that Tom seemed to focus on like, I wish things had happened in a different order. And and he also said, I wish, you know, I uh, Ariana deserves my apology. He didn't even mention Raquel's name in his. Did we see her name once? Well, I don't think he could, Danielle. I think if he did, we would have been angered. You know, I think his PR person, Jax, was like... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let's just please stick to Ariana. Like, nobody wants to hear that name out of you right now. Like, nobody. But what I thought was interesting, you're right, Danielle, he was basically like, look, all this was going to happen. Like, whoa. (laughs) You know, this was definitely going to happen. Wish it had happened the other way around. But like, what can you do? (laughs) Again, I thought it was a good statement. I can't, you know, I I don't think it was good or bad. We can't change the past. We can only put out a statement. And I also think, like, what statement is good? Like, they're all That's so, what I mean. like, so, you know what? I've come around. You're right. It's a good statement. Like, if, what else is he going to say? For like, him, else? for this moment. I'm not saying this is, like, the statement we wanted from, like, you know, someone who's committed, like, violent uh-huh. crimes. I'm yes. just saying he was just kind of like, yeah, I wish this happened. Basically, like, I wish I had gotten with Raquel and cheated and not been with Ariana, for sure. <laughs> just in a different order. Do you think that they are still together? Is my yes, question absolutely. Wow. I think to not stay together, it means you've done all this for nothing. It's actually too dark. I think they have to stay in that love bubble, if you will borrow from Teresa, of like, we are this, like these heroines in this, just our love story was so strong. You know, this is, uh, we are Vivian Lee Lawrence Olivier. Like we have to kind of, if we don't make something of this and have something to show for this, then we're complete fucking idiots, whether or not they even want to be together. I would say, but let history guide us, okay? Okay. Where we've seen this before. Let's just, I just want to go down history of this type of thing happening. Do you remember when Meg Ryan and Russell Crowe Kind of, of course, cheated Danielle. on, of course. But do you How remember the day? Who would you ask you? I remember that. I remember where I was. Walking down, um, oh God, what's the street? Not University Place, but the public theater was. Yes, Lafayette Street. Yes, Lafayette yes. Street. Go on. And that's what I love about you, Casey, and me. I, I love myself, obviously. But yeah. I love about us is like, I can ask you a question that I know that I'll get the right answer, which is, of course, I remember. <laughs> but that's what this podcast is. I know. So, okay. So when they broke up, yeah. Because she was found to be cheating on Dennis Quaid. And like that relationship with Russell Crowe did not last. Okay. Another thing. Do you remember when Kristen Stewart was cheating on Robert Pattinson with, with that director? director? That was hard too. It's like, yes. give us someone we know at least. I, I know. So then there was that. I, I just feel like has history 
shown us when the cheating scandals come out. Now, we are still in the throes of that Good Morning America scandal with those two. Um, Ooh, those two. <laughs> those two are a real pair. <laughs> Never not seen them. Like, I know they're not working anymore. Like, they've been fired, you know, yes. and that's fine. But like, they, I've never seen two people so unbothered by. It. In a way, they're handling it best. They're on. They're vacationing, p- pinching each other's butts. Yes. Yeah, they're just <laughs> pinching bottoms all over the country, as un, as fine with what's going on as anyone. And I respect. Those yes, two. I've never seen something like. I, again, <laughs> may I have the balls? May God grant me the balls. Yes. <laughs> to. Just be out loud and proud with ever my sins, maybe. Yes, to change the things I cannot accept, God. Yes. Because <laughs> those two don't give a fuck. But meanwhile, then over here, like, I think, okay, so I've actually become obsessed with Vivian Lee in the last... I had the book. You know Danielle! I the book. Dark Star, Dark Star, yeah. or Truly I Madly. Truly Madly. Yeah. So I'm obsessed. I just listened to Dark Star. I'm obsessed with her. And if anyone wants to really just side chat with me, I would love that. I know this is now we're getting, I'm whittling down our crowd to like five people, our community. <laughs> four, Casey, at most. That's and okay. They, and they're the, also the ones that read closer magazines. So just oh, know, like that. good, good. You're the ones I want to hear from, okay? I don't want to hear from any youngies on this one, okay? We heard from our TikTokers. Now I yes. want to hear from the oldies. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Am I looking for signatures of hers and trolling auction sites to get things of hers? Yes. But Lawrence and Vivian, what actually happened is that then they cheated on their spouses. Then they proceeded to date for 20 years, Danielle. So now what we now say about them with history is like greatest love story of all time. He cheated on her with, I'm going to say Joan Plowright. And she cheated on him with like any man in the park. Am I Danielle, correct? Danielle, she was bipolar. I know, Danielle, I how say, dare you, Danielle? I'm just stating She facts. cheated on her with her own mental illness that they did not have treatment for in 1936, Danielle. Yes. Please. Okay, okay, sorry. Oh, my bad. Let's not worry about what, who they cheated on, Danielle. Okay. What I'm saying is initially they both cheated on their spouses and that was very tough for the world to understand. She had just been cast as Scarlet. But then once 20 years go by, it's like, oh, this was meant to be. So my question is, will there be books that the young people that listen to us will be reading about Rachel and Tom? About <laughs> The greatest love story ever told <laughs> in 20 so. years? One hopes it hits the stand. All to say, I, I told that very long story to just mean like, if they stay together, we then will justify it as meant to be. But if they don't, you're just two fucking idiots. Wow, Casey. That's beautiful. Thank you. And if anyone sees any old Hollywood auctions wherever they are or estate sales, please message me. You know, Casey, I used to like buy every book on her when I was a child. Like I was obsessed Danielle, with her. I did I, not know that. I had postcards on my wall of no, her Danielle. and everything. I've heard in like fire over England. I'm talking <gasps> like, I'm talking like old, like Danielle. not even, this is pre like her big fame. What? Obsessed, obsessed Casey. I was obsessed with Danielle. her. Danielle. So, you know, just not two seconds ago, you said to me, you like to bring things up because what you love about me is I'll know what you're talking about. I actually didn't know how much you meant to me (laughs) to know that you had Vivian Lee. Like, we really did find each other here. We did. And of all the stars and all the places we... I don't know the connection between... Because I... Yes, we like current pop culture, but like, I don't really know the connection between... Housewives and old Hollywood. I can draw and like a the line. studio system. You can. Okay. I can draw a straight line. Should a we write a paper? Line. 
Yes, or, for who? For what school wants it? I don't know. A medical <laughs> journal or but scientific. I, draw, I see it as clear as I see, you know, my daughter's face in the morning. Wow, Danielle, I'm getting such a thrill right now. <laughs> you mean from like Louis B. Mayer, David Oselznick, yes. that whole, wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I know nobody cares that's listening to this right now, but guess what? I'm going to talk about something people don't care about, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Wow, you see it, you see I it, see Danielle, it. with Hedda Hopper and Luo yes, Parsons. Yes. Okay. All of it. Wow. It makes sense. So it makes all the sense that we would be into that stuff. And Betty Davis, Dorothy Dandridge, all of it. Yes. What about the Haviland, uh, Olivia de Haviland? Stop. And her, sister, and her sister, Joan Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Howard. <laughs> Leslie Howard. Oh, God. There's, the list goes on and on. Yes. This is all you must remember this territory. Oh, guys, if you're not listening to you must That's remember That's who this. we should collab with. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I I actually, like, I like it when she goes way back, like, to the Hollywood canteen days. Me too. She's getting a little recent for me. Yeah. I, Couldn't love the, her more. Yeah. Karina Longworth. I mean, she's doing the absolute Lord's work. I've never appreciated someone's journalistic integrity and information more. She's, her research is impeccable. Incredible. Wow. Casey, we really found something. We went from Vanderpump to Louis B. Mayer. I mean, it really... But it and tracks back again. Per- yeah, it tracks for me perfectly. Wow, Danielle. Wow. Okay. Danielle, you have such a great guest coming up. We and do. I'm so very saddened that I did not get to speak with her. No. She's lovely. She's. I'm so uh, excited for everybody to hear from her. She's really fun. But thank you, Casey. I know you're in the throes of... Of new motherhood. I guess I seem like I do have some time on my hand. I'm reading every biography ever made on... Well, that. what are you going to do with the other hand? One of them's holding a baby. What's, what can the other be doing? What could we do? I adore you. I thank you for giving us your time and your energy this morning. Of course. Morning. Of course. Well, love to you all. Enjoy the episode. And we'll be back next week about, you know, I'm sure 27 million things will have twisted and turned with the Scandaval. And don't forget, we have uh, our live show coming up March 23rd. Get tickets at moment.co slash bitch sesh. Jason Manzukis, maybe another surprise guest. We're we have a on. lot of surprises. Yes. I have a um, wild surprise, Danielle, and it's uh, going to be wild. <laughs> but what's wait. so fun about them is kind of like what happened on our Instagram Live, which is what I love, which is that everyone gets to be on the chat during the show. And we just basically read a lot of the chat while we go because honestly, you guys are the guests. You guys are funnier than anybody. For literally, for sure. Even people's screen names make me laugh yeah. harder than... You guys are- Truly geniuses. So we're basically actually just gathering together for another yeah, town hall. More of a town hall. Let's yeah. think of it as that. And we have a big announcement. I'm just going to say Ooh, that, Danielle. We do have a big interest. Yes, we do have a big announcement. March 23rd, a big announcement. You can get tickets on our Instagrams and our bios. Big love to everyone. Love to you, Danielle. Love to Amelia and Kate. Love to you. Bye. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. So today we have a guest who I'm really excited about. We've been talking about her coming on for a while. She's a new friend and a really funny stand-up, and we're working together on a new show, and she tickles me to no end. (laughs) Her name is Nori Reed. Very funny stand-up. You can see her on Showtime and around Los Angeles. Nori Reed. Hello. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. We're on Zoom a lot already, Danielle. (laughs) We are. So we're sort of very comfortable in this 
some sort of realm. And so I'm, as I look in your Zoom, I see things I recognize. So I feel comfortable. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, yes. I'm, I'm mirroring everything you just said I'm going to mirror. Yes. <laughs> And you are also a Housewives fan. So I had heard of you before we started working together just because, you know, the, the, the people around town are talking. <laughs> She's a very funny people know who's funny. So I had heard your stand-up and, and knew of you. And then it was so nice to meet you. And then found out you were a Housewives fan. And then I was like, well, you have to. Come on. Well, I have no chill. So I have like zero cool, zero chill. The first day of work, whenever I... Because I didn't know who else was going to be in the room. So... When you're in the room, I was like, oh my God. Okay. I was like, do I, I have two choices. Do I tell Danielle <laughs> that I am a rabid listener for Bitch Sash, that I'm obsessed? Or do I play it cool? I, I lasted maybe 20 minutes. I was like, for 20 minutes, I was like, no, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and then I was like, by the way, um, Huge fan, huge fan of the podcast. Oh, well, and then of course I was like, well, then you have to come <laughs> on. What are you talking about? So I have no chill either. As I think we've gotten to know each other at this point. You see, I have zero chill and I'm mostly embarrassing. So um, <laughs> I'm glad we've bonded. Now, let me ask you, how did you come? This is what we always ask, like, you know, people that are new to coming on the pod. How did you come to the housewives? Like, did you find them at a low, at a high? Have you, where did your journey begin? Oh my gosh, what a good question. And then immediately, immediately I'm like, was there ever, a, it feels biblical. I'm like, was there ever a time before Housewives? Like, <laughs> there wasn't. BH, BH, the time where the dinosaurs roamed. <laughs> I guess I remember like being younger and like Orange County obviously being the first franchise and kind of still being a little too young in terms of just like, okay, like this isn't for me. I think when Around New York came out, that was mm -hmm. like when I was like, oh, I can get into this, like, and understand kind of the drama. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, this this drama is juicy. It's good. Um, so New York was my kind of like entry point, I think. And then I went back. To the text. You went, yeah, you got to go back to Old the, Testament. To the text. Yeah, Old Absolutely. Testament. Absolutely. <laughs> As opposed to New Testament. Yes. I, I make this entire session biblical. I mean, it, it, it's so awkward. <laughs> Honestly, you know, you and I are both very religious yes. and very, very good Christians, Thank both you. of us. And so. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Feels right that you and I should land here personally, you know? Absolutely. Um, is there one that you relate to the most or that you love the most or that is like you consider these are my girls or like, or all of that? Like, like me, like I'm like, oh, this is my series. And then I, I switch around. Yeah, it used to, you know, it used to be Beverly Hills. Um, mm -hmm. Like that was kind of like my favorite. Um, and then they kind of like fell off. At, I, mean, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty common Feeling. Yeah. Well, they fell off at Lucy Juicy Apple Juice. Like that for me, it was like, I can't. I can't. Sorry, it's no. a dog. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then but I would say Potomac is probably my current favorite. <sighs> it's, so it's so good. I hope Atlanta kind of comes back really strong. I feel like that's also kind of faded yeah. a little bit. I know Drew has some recent you know, yeah. intense kind of drama. Her and Ralph were both rushing to the yes. court to file for divorce first, which if they don't have the fucking cameras on for that, I am going to be furious. Like, they better. as I have been saying for the last year or two, I want cameras on all of these Bravo stars 24-7. Never turn it off. Yeah. Like, just like, 
And I, again, with the Vanderpump drama, like, I, I know you're not as a Vanderpump watcher, but you understand the drama. You I understand. Know the, yes. I'm you, caught you up. Speak. I'm caught up. Yes. I know what's going on. I know that cameras have been rolling the entire time, and I have to say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Old Testament God, New Testament God, yes. Jewish God, you know, any Buddha, God. Buddha's that, in there. Buddha, you know, like Allah, whoever, <laughs> like, God bless you all. Yes. <laughs> I needed the cameras on, and I just hope that in Atlanta, like for Drew and Ralph, we got those cameras there as well. Like they, we constantly need to be on. I can't remember if you said this or if I read this online or where this came from. <laughs> I understand that that is... Someone said this. And honestly, if I said it, it probably came from <laughs> online. So yes. <laughs> like, but someone was like, we need we need the Truman Show era of Bravo. We need people yes. just tapped in. They don't even know. They don't know they're on a Bravo yes. show because like that's no, how... Yes. That's how deep they are in the drama. Are we on one right now? Great. Maybe. Fabulous. <laughs> now, speaking of Potomac, I feel like we can enter in because we are in the, the last part of the yes. reunion. Where are you at this season? You know, we had uh, sort of some things, like the season on some level was a nothing burger in the sense of like yeah. all that Chris drama felt, we all knew it was not real. It didn't feel real. It felt. But then there was the whole Robin stuff after the fact. Like, where are you with all of this? I, I've i had an issue with Giselle for so long. I'm so... <laughs> Personally. Per- yeah, as you know, I mean... Yeah, you guys are in it. Yeah, and uh-huh. you're, you are going to cut this out later. But, you know, Giselle and I, we, we started out stand-up <laughs> together. And it's yes. kind of like... At a certain point, it's like, wait, are those my jokes? I'm sorry she got her podcast up before you did. And that's a a difficult... It's like, uh you know, every class I took, she was in that class. It was like, what... At UCB, yes. You guys were in UCB together. (laughs) She was obsessed with me. Um, No, I've definitely just felt... I'm so happy she was called out this season in such a real way about not having a storyline. Mm-hmm. And about her using, you know, kind of attacking other castmates, like, as her story. I, I just was so happy it was, like, named out there. Because, I, I mean, that's been a theme for a few seasons. Yeah. But I feel like they really just, like, at the reunion were just like, no. You, you know, had health issues in your life. You didn't even mm-hmm. talk about them. And then when when Andy was like, you know, he was like, no, we're talking about it now. When he said that, yes. that sent a chill up my spine. I was like, yes, daddy. Yes. Yes, daddy. Whatever you say. <laughs> like, I would have stepped to when he said, we're talking about it now. I was like, oh, we're here. And you're right, Nori. No one ever put words to it. And I'm glad you had the words to put to it. I didn't, I couldn't quite find them, which is like, she has been making other people's stories. So even when there was that stuff with her and her ex, Jamal, remember that like a season or two ago when she yes. got back with Jamal, he bought the kids like a TGI Fridays or something. And and it was like kind of, they were getting back together, but we never really got into it. It was obviously not right, that pairing back again. Like, and she felt it and she knew it and she knew, but she never talked about it. She was just like, everything's fine. Everything's yes. fine. And Jamal and I are just seeing where it's going. And like, I would have loved to have been privy to her that's why you're on a reality show. Yes. That is why you're on a reality show. Give us, we're trying to find an in with you. And Giselle is so beautiful and so smart and so funny, but she never lets us in. I guess she like triggers me a little bit. She, she reminds me of like the the popular girl in school who like just is so good at manipulating a situation where yeah. she's always on top and other people are always on bottom. And I don't know. I just felt like Candace really, she finally met her match with someone who 
Candace is vicious. I mean, she really yeah. will like go to places where at first I'm when Candace, like with the body shaming and the stuff like that. Yes. I'm always at first I'm always like, that's wrong. And then maybe like a few seconds later, I'm like, is it? I'm you know, like <laughs> I'm like, wait, actually, well, I don't know. And I think we feel this as comedians in general, is that like as long as you're funny, you can say whatever you want. Like, even if it's the meanest thing to me you've ever said, if it's funnier yes. than it is mean, I am with you. Like, I am like, <laughs> I will laugh at that too because I can't help. A good joke, a good call out is, again, but that's just where my mind is. I'm like, if it's funny, I'm on your side, even if it's about me. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I would be, I would never want to be on Candace's bad side. I would never want to like, she would say things about my body that I, I don't think oh. I, my, my, my brain couldn't even make up, you know, like. Oh yeah. I couldn't come I, back. I from couldn't. Candace can rip you. Like, she's, <laughs> cause I feel like she sees me. Yes. You know what I mean? Like she's see, like, she's going to know the things that I'm insecure about. She's going to find them like a Terminator when they sort of like, like, like go over your whole thing and like find it and twist it. And I'm, yes. I'm just going to have to have the floor like open below me and suck me in because I will never come back. Absolutely. But what I love about Candace is that, you know, the knife is in the front. It's not behind the back. You know what I mean? Like yes. with Candace, it's in your face. It's direct. Literally. Remember with Ashley? Oh, literally. literally <laughs> yes. Yes. The butter knife. Oh my yes, God. I mean, it was a butter knife, but it, it was in her face. Oh, yes. And she threw it. She threw it at the end. Yeah. But with Giselle, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors and you never know what's what's going on. And yeah. And I think you and I, you know, come from a world like believe women, obviously. And like I benefit of the doubt because women have not been believed for so yes. long. But something felt fishy. And I do believe that Giselle felt uncomfortable. That is true. She felt uncomfortable and she and sure. at that moment she got Chris out of her room. Great, done, fine. And she can even speak to that. And tell him, tell Candace, whatever. Hey, I felt uncomfortable having him in my room. Oh my God, of course. Yes, yeah, sorry. I didn't even think about that. Yes, that makes sense. Like, I think that could have just all been spoken about and everyone be, our, you know, talk to each other and communicate and great. But that she said Chris did something to her. That's where things went off the rails for me. Because yes. she's like, what he did to me. It's like, no, you felt a certain way. And I think women have a right to feel that way, especially because a man in your room, it feels uncomfortable. You got him out, you addressed it. He was like, yes, fine, I'm going. But then it escalated in a way that w was not true. Absolutely. I, I feel like if I can look at like both sides, it's like everything you say, I 100% agree with. I think he is a little too comfortable with the other housewives. I, I could see where Giselle was coming from to a very certain point. Yes. I could see that Chris was maybe a little bit too comfortable but then, like you said, like, you know, it's like the fact that she made it a storyline and made it a topic of conversation without Candace even being present for so long. Like before Candace even knew, it was already being discussed so much. What I love, so I guess I want to talk about more what I love about Candace. I'm, I, I'm a <laughs> really, huge Candace fan. This would be kind of a Candace Stan podcast. Great. I love Candace. Love what, and what I, what I love is like she has such good boundaries in the way that like, if a fr say a friend came to me and said mm -hmm. I did something to them, and even if I felt like I didn't do anything, I'd be like, "You're right." I'd be like, "I'm so sorry." I'll, you know, yes. I would just immediately cave. Me, oh, me right? too. I'm like, yes, I did it. I, I'll one up you. I probably did something oh, yeah. worse, and oh. and I apologize. Here's all my money. Yes. <laughs> Here's my house, my child. I'll Take just it all. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. <laughs> With Candace, it's she was like immediately. She like got up and left. She was like, no. Yeah. No, 
I'm not doing this. We're not doing this. She called on a producer, yes. remember? I was like, yeah. that, like that was so power. I was like, you know, I've gone to years of therapy. I couldn't do that. Never. 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 <laughs> Never. I would have can't like I I I I like her boundaries. Like, <laughs> does she have those same boundaries with her mother? No. no. And that's <laughs> her mom is a therapist. And yes, she is. She is. Let's lest we forget. Not to be not to offend anyone out there in this situation, but the children of therapists. Mm. Well, weren't you? And I will have to say, you did. You were studying to be yes. a therapist. That was. <laughs> we just have to put that in. <laughs> we have to put that in the open door yeah. because we have to. But I went to yeah, guess, guess what? Yeah, yeah. I went to a school with a bunch of crazy people. Yes, exactly. Yes. I will say that. I love my therapist. She's fantastic. I don't want to know her home life. No. no desire. But I also have to say that I do have friends that are therapists or friends whose moms were therapists or dads were therapists. And they are bananas. 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 They, <laughs> bananas. Let's just talk too much. Just talk yeah. too much. And I don't want to know about every feeling that you have. Sorry. No. I, 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 am, <laughs> I am a big proponent of like, do we have to talk about everything? Like, and no. I know that's kind of old school. And I'm like, I don't need to know no. everything you feel. Like, you figure out if what you feel is really important for me to know. Then come to me. Like, I feel like, like let's pick our battles. Over. Yes. Whatever happened to picking battles? To like realizing like, do we have to confront everything? Does everything have to be a conversation? Does every, do we have to like... Absolutely. All out. Some things just swallow. Swallow it. Yes. I feel like this is connected to like, there's too much news. You know what I mean? It's like, you know how yeah. they're like, the, have you heard there was like the human brain is not, it should not be able to know like this much suffering or like, it's just like too mm-hmm. much, too much. I should know what's happening in like Indonesia and in like a tiny village. I don't know. Maybe not to, again, not to offend anyone who lives in a tiny village in Indonesia. But we are taking on, you know, it's and it's much. good that we know about so many things because we can help. But sometimes you feel, it almost feels overwhelming and you're like, there's so many places to help. Where do I start? Where do I shine a light? Where do I send money? Where do I, you know, like yeah. all of the things feel like it can some days feel like, Oh God, I, it's so overwhelming. It is overwhelming. But, and yet, and yet, (laughs) I can digest all the Bravo news. Yeah. (laughs) Saying that. I can digest every, everything Tom Sandoval has put out in the last week, every update, every Reddit. (laughs) I can't. So it is, you know, we can hold two truths, truths. as we like to say on this podcast, which is that like, yes, we can be overwhelmed and yes, it's too much. And there's so much pain in the world. And yet, (laughs) and yet. I mean, well, that's what draws us to the Bravo verse. It's a a beautiful, safe space um, in this crazy world, Mm -hmm. this crazy world we live in. Now, can I ask (laughs) you about Sharice? Yes. Yes, you now, may. Yes, you may. <laughs> Can I ask you that? <laughs> um, I think Charisse has just been a cloud over this season. I and then she came out and like said, gave us nothing. Like I nothing. mean, she gave us stuff about Karen, and I do believe that there is some guilt in Karen. The way that she's responding to everything makes me believe that like Karen's been up to stuff. Uh, of course, she looks so good. How is she gonna? <laughs> like, how are her boobies gonna look like that? 
Her teeth gonna look like that. Her hair gonna. She looks up. She looks incredible. Her skin looks amazing. You think that yeah, she's going? She she's going home to Ray every night. No, tucking him no. in, giving him some warm milk. No, <laughs> no. no she's the, she's All in the Ray. club. She's in the club. I know. As, as she should be. She needs to get that body to the people. Absolutely. And I believe she that. Looks, I, I feel like every year she just looks better, better and better. And the thing about Sharice is like the other women, like I feel like any time where like Sharice is boring, Charisse, like why is Sharice there? The other women are always like, we love Sharice. And it's like, okay, as a friend, whatever. Yeah, you can love people, but they don't need to be on my screen. I have a lot of people I love. I don't need them on my television exactly. screen. I'm sorry. She was just kind of giving us like just a like just a humdrum energy, yeah. like exhausted, Eeyore. like not up for stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then, but I also, speaking of Ray, which sort of leads me down to Mia, who, what, what are your feelings on Mia? I have a visceral, I, I have like a, my, 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 my soul doesn't like Mia. I, really? Well, Interesting. She's supposed to be, I feel like she was cast as the fun, kind of like silly, kind of like relief kind of friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't find her to be that funny. I don't find her to be that quirky. I think there's an air of desperation of like being on the show that just turns me off. That's where I'm just like, you... I just feel like so much of her life is not real. And I don't know. I just I just don't know if I like Mia. Is that is that bad? I, no, a lot. She's very people are very torn on. Mia. Okay. She is very controversial in the sense that like she will take big swipes. Like there's a lot of like we can't get to the truth of a lot of things. Even her it, well, and the reason I said Ray, because it reminds me of Daddy G, oh, yes. where she Daddy where she G. was also Daddy yeah. G. Where I, I also don't like when when women call their husbands daddy. No. Like that for me, that's very triggering and mm. weird. And it's like, no, that's your husband. Yeah. Like, and I understand that he's a great deal older than you, and that's why it's even more upsetting. And like it makes it worse. But when she's like, not everybody knows here that Daddy G um, had some pro had had gone through prostate cancer um. and is not able to. And then everyone was like, oh, I knew. Oh, you told me. Like, I just thought, <laughs> like, I'm not laughing at prostate cancer. I'm just like, where she was like, this is the secret I've been hiding. And everyone was like, oh, we know. Yeah, yeah, you told us. You texted us, us yeah. immediately. Like, it's like, <laughs> like what it's so you FaceTimed like, us. Yeah, like, this is not, no, I think one person didn't know, like, Wendy or something didn't know, but everybody else was like, yeah, you've discussed it, man. Like, in, in the same vein, like, whenever uh, Andy asked um, Daddy G, I hate just saying it as hard. I know, but I don't even, I know his name is Gordon, but he's Daddy G. Da he is Daddy G. Is. Whenever Andy asked Daddy G about Mia's health and what that was like for him, the, it just annoyed me. The whole thing when he was like, you know, oh, well, you know, just to not to know what you're going to tell your kids. Yeah, nothing happened. You you didn't have to tell them anything because nothing happened. And I think in a world of health scares, like I have also had health scares. I think if you make it to 40 without a health scare, like God bless you. But <laughs> I have gone, I have had lumps and mumps and all sorts bumps, of things yeah. that have needed, you know, like further testing and biopsies. And it's a scary time. 
Uh, but it's like they, they I don't know. They, it, it, it's not great. But then it's never like, I didn't know what I was going to tell. Like, it was just like, we'll get there when we get there. Yes. Like that, we're not there yet. So that to me was like, but you know, the housewives play fast and loose with health scares and cancer and that sort of like, they are always claiming to be on death's door when it's always like, you're okay. I will. Like, I, it feels like in the in in the Bravo verse, it feels like with cancer, it's like until you are diagnosed with it, it's not a storyline. It's, it's kind of like that's when it becomes the story, you know. But even some of them have said they've had diagnoses. If I, I don't know if you remember, Brooks oh, on yes. Orange County. So mm-hmm. so there have also been diagnoses that, that yes. have been fake. So we don't know. There's precedent. Yes. Yeah, there's precedent. And like, don't you remember Kim Zolciak in Atlanta mm-hmm. where she was like, I had cancer the and then wigs. I didn't. And we were, yes, it was so, so again, even a diagnosis does not a diagnosis make. It do, yes. If we, if, you know, just as we know. Now, there was one moment on on Potomac this week where I, I'm a big Wendy fan. And I know she's also a controversial character. I relate to Wendy in that like, Okay, and I say I was a good student. When I say I was a good student does not mean I had good grades and I need everybody to know the difference. I just am like a pleaser. Like I'm like, give the teacher what they want. What do they want? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like trying to get all sorts of accolades to, you know, get the emptiness to not feel so empty anymore. Like, uh, so I see Wendy. I, I see her. I feel her. I also think that Wendy is super funny, but she has not release the insecurities and the stuff to be as funny as Wendy is. So that's, I see her in a way that not everybody sees her, but I I love Wendy. And I also loved how she checked Candace this week, just because like I saw sort of a mother, the mother that Candace needs as opposed to the mother that Candace had. Oh, that's, yeah. Where she was like, don't, like, 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 listen to yourself. You know what I mean? Like when she was sort of like, just she wanted the best for Candace at that moment. She didn't want her to kind of like, yeah. I just, I felt, and again, maybe I'm wrong. Other people might disagree with me and think that that was not her business to do. But I felt it came from a place of love for her friend. And Candace respects Wendy. So she listens. She's like, I hear you. Like I saw the a mother daughter. And again, they're like the same age, but I just saw like some great friendship and mothering in that moment for me. Yes, I, I agree with everything you said. I you know, just going back to the first thing you said, I mean, I, I, I grew I grew up as a queer kid in Kentucky and, you know, grades and school kind of becomes like, you know, like an armor. It's it's like I can mm-hmm. I have this thing and I, I feel like with Wendy, it's almost similar in, in some ways where her intellect, her 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 intellectual, you know, prowess is kind of like this weapon or this power. And sometimes it's a little um it's too much. You know, it's kind of like yeah. the way she talks to the other women, it it sometimes I can I can see why they would be annoyed or frustrated. Yeah. And um and the way she spoke to Candace in that moment was so different. It it wasn't that yeah. I know more than you. I I'm I'm more I'm smarter than you. It wasn't that. It was no. as a friend I just want to let you know, have you thought about it this way? Have you looked at it? Yeah. It was a little bit of like an option of like, okay, well, also, what about yeah. this? It came from a place of love. Yeah, and Candace heard she her. She received it. She received it in a way because the delivery was so different. Yeah, and I felt like I really saw Wendy there, like the the great mom she is, the great daughter that she is, the great teacher she probably is. Um, 
And that was just a nice moment just to see. I really saw her. I saw Candace. I saw like, it was just a nice, you know, it was so much fighting and ah, like I just, I felt like I was very touched by the love and care shown by that moment and seeing two people that maybe didn't see eye to eye on something, see, trying to see eye to eye and saying like, we're both trying to talk to each other as people that love and respect each other. Yeah. I just thought it was a... Uh, good to see. And, but, you know, Potomac was a season of uh, not much happened till after, but I still love those women. I like, I, they're truly my favorites and I'm so glad to have spent time with them. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It, it, the season wasn't the best. It definitely was a little bit of, of a flop season, but it, Mm -hmm. it was good to, Things happened. I, I will argue yeah. that things did happen. There were moments that were had. Just off screen. <laughs> yes. It, it just, yeah, exactly. Robin, I'm I'm in I'm the camp that Robin needs to be let go. And that is wow. that is how I feel. I do feel like ultimately she's been kind of collecting a paycheck and not really And also a Patreon check. <laughs> two checks. I know. Yes. And so that. And there lies the rub. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it for the job you're hired to do it for and not this the other job. Andy, Andy is that boss where like, he's like, we're friends. And you're like, oh, we're friends. And so you like, maybe you get drinks or like, da, da, da. And then, you know, he code switches and he's like, I'm your boss. And you're like, oh, and you're like, oh, oh my God, you're my boss. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, he's not even our boss, but I respect him as a boss. Like I look up to him as if he's my boss, like he does not cut my checks. Like we're friends, you know, and I love him. And he's been so supportive of Bitch Sesh. But I, I treat him, you know, as a friend. Yeah. But also, I respect him as if he is my boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give him. <laughs> and the, I mean, I guess he is like this podcast wouldn't exist without him, you know, in the sense that he, he created all these magical shows where I get to see my friends on screen every week. So in that way, he he is my boss. Um, Let's take a break and come back right. with New Jersey. Awesome. And we're back. Jersey. Where are you? How are you? There's new women. There's a wedding. Where are you? Give me everything. I'm so into this season. I I I'm I love I I love this season. Why? I, I'm I'm an, I love it because it feels like a conclusion to a storyline. And I'm talking about Teresa and Melissa and Joe. You know, mm-hmm. this has been a an epic saga of so many seasons, so much biblical. Bib- that is the biblical. Yes. That is biblical. So much has happened. So many, so much hurt. So much pain. So you know. And then I feel like this season, you know, we're finally seeing some conclusions to some just just some open wounds that I think it's powerful to see kind of happen. I'm kind of in team. I'm 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 the camp of. I do think that you know, obviously Teresa and. Her brother both are at fault for different things. I do feel like I'm on Teresa's side. Me too. And I haven't been until this year. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of flack, not flack online, but people are like, you're wrong. And I, I don't take it personally. I'm like, I, that's what's great about the housewives is people can scream at you and be like, <laughs> you're wrong. This is why she's right. And and Melissa's right. And Teresa's wrong. And I'm like, I hear your point, yeah. but I'm not like, I, but you, you can still break bread. You know what I mean? Like that is, that's what I love about the housewives. Like we can. We're passionate people. 
<laughs> yes, but at the same time, like, it's not like poly, like, it's not like we can still like sit down yes. together. So anyway, but I, I am on team Teresa, like for them to not go to her wedding shower with, with what she has been through with her husband, she went to prison, like they visit her once they visit her one time. When she was in prison. And you know how Melissa and Joe, and I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I just got very, very no, passionate. No, please. No, I'm glad <laughs> this what this podcast is for. Give me it. This is what really, when I, this is when I finally was like, Teresa is not the villain. It's because Melissa and Joe said on that podcast that they gave food, that they, they were the providers to those girls, right? Um, because they, they were saying they were the providers because they were able to give Juicy Joe like something of a storyline because he could talk about Teresa with them. I went back to that season. Okay, ooh, investigative journalism. I love okay. this. Woodward and Bernstein, mm -hmm. let's do this. I went back to that season. I watched, there was, oh, Teresa came back at the beginning of that season from prison. There were no episodes where Teresa wasn't there. That she was all she was there the entire season. The, 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 it's not true. They had one juicy Joe and 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 you know Joe, her brother Joe Gorga. They had like one scene where Teresa wow. wasn't there. So it's like, what are they even? What are they talking about? Because and also that is not doing something. They wouldn't miss being on camera for the fucking no, world. So they would have shown up. You know, they're, Melissa, getting they're getting paid. So for them to say that they're doing a service, no, doing a service would be going there when the goddamn exactly. cameras are off and bringing them some chicken parm. Yes. You know what I mean? And I say that because I love the food on New Jersey and they constantly bring in like, <sighs> just like so good. trays of ziti and it's like that. meatballs. Oh uh, my God. I love the, f every episode, this episode too with Jen Fessler's yes. like Southern Fried Party. I was like, yes, like bring it all to me. I, the food on Jersey cannot be topped. Like I get to, and see you know, it. they're not eating it. They're on, they're on Ozempic. They're not eating it, yeah. and it's going <laughs> to waste. Care. Give it to me. Give it all. I want every meatball. But anyway, the fact that they claim as if that's the thing. No, the good thing is the off camera yes. shit. The driving kids to carpool. It's bringing off food, making sure once a week that you do something with those kids. That is the shit, the stuff that is not on camera. And I have a feeling that none of that was done. And that is bullshit. Absolutely. And Teresa never wanted her family to be on a reality show because that's hell. She is in hell yeah. because having family on a show where you have to make drama, you're getting paid to have really tense relationships. She, she doesn't, she never wanted that. And I think what's so powerful is that the girls... Her daughters are grown up now and we're getting to hear their perspective. And I think that's the final nail in the coffin for Melissa and Joe is that these girls now have a voice. And what they're saying is he was never there for us. He did not take care of us. And he's, he's frankly, I mean, he's, he's a bit of a, of a misogynist. Oh yeah, he I th is. I think he's a misogynist, and oh for sure. And I I think that he is very toxic, and I'm I'm just very happy that Teresa is finally putting up that boundary and saying no more. I'm not filming yeah. with you. I'm not doing this. And I feel like Teresa has shown growth. Teresa actually again baby. Steps. <laughs> like we're, we're not we're not talking about you know like you as a former therapist <laughs> student <laughs> dropout <laughs> dropout yeah. could say like isn't it true like that she has like absolutely she, ha she actually has like 
put herself out there, apologize as much as we've seen Teresa apologize. Like, Louis, you know, I mean, every guy on this show is tanner than the next. I thought we hadn't seen <laughs> I thought, I have to say, like, I was like, Louis is the, the reddest, most crispy it's, person I've ever seen in my it life. Looks dangerous. And we get, oh, it, he's just covered yeah. in malignancy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like covered. <laughs> We're just, I can't even go in there. Like, his dermatologist's office gives me anxiety. <laughs> um, but then I saw the crispiest man we've ever seen. Just... And I'm talking about the wedding dress designer. Oh my God. That is so funny. He was so burnt. Absolutely. Shocked. And then like had bright, bright blue eyes that like shone in the dark. Didn't he have like pumped up lips? Am I making that up? Yes. Really pumped up lips. Yes. (laughs) And he also like, he was so, his skin was so tight on him. Like he was, talk about juicy. I was like, if someone popped him, I don't know what would come out. Like it was, but like I've (laughs) never, like so pumped full of. He had had so much Botox that like when Teresa was like, I'm gonna cry. She was like, I'm gonna cry. This very, you know, I'm doing a terrible Jersey accent. You're doing a great Teresa. She's like, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. And then he kind of, he was trying to look compassionate, but there's so much Botox in that man. He couldn't make any sort of sympathetic face, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. I need to do a deep dive on him because he was, I'm (laughs) not, He just was so striking, like yes. just like white, white and blonde hair, like blue ice, but like he, like um, like one of those 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 White Walkers from yeah. from Game of Thrones eyes. You know? If they if they went to the tanning bed four times a day, yes, absolutely, yes, yes. And he was like, so I could, I had to rewind him because I was like, I, this man. <laughs> He's who so is he? I'm like, who are you? And like, he's a wedding dress. Is he? Is he the designer? Is he well known? Is he the veil design? I I don't know. I mean, unclear <laughs> in Jersey, perhaps. Who's this man? Like he's the king of Jersey brides. I don't know. But like, she was telling him about the veil, which was very. And again, it was a very sweet moment, which she wanted to have like her parents' things. But I. I'm sorry, you have to have someone different if that's if you want me to focus on that moment because that man was, again, I'm not trying to get into looks, but he looked bananas. <laughs> like, it was a little too on the nose. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yes. like a, a New Jersey wedding designer. Yeah, like that's, yeah. it's too, it's like, it's like look different. Like, like it's, it's a little too stereotypical for my taste. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just, bana- it was so... It was strike. He was striking in a way that it took my breath away. The way you're framing it to be so nice. You're like, he was striking. It took my breath away. But like not in good. And I say this, it was like not in a good way. Like it was just like, it's like seeing something ter- terrifying and beautiful. And is this going to hurt me or help me? Or, you know, like I just didn't, my eyes and my body and my soul couldn't, couldn't get uh, grip. Like, I couldn't find my footing on him. What I didn't understand is the dress she tried on, did he make that dress for her or was that a dress, like, in the collection? Because he, because at the end, he was like, okay, I'm going to go back and, like, make another one. Well, I think what she explained to me was that she wanted the dress to be, what she explained to me. <laughs> she called you. <laughs> the, the, viewer, <laughs> the viewer on my screen. What she explained was that she was not going to try on the actual dress because she wants it to be a surprise for, oh, I guess, the wedding okay, special. Oh, okay, okay. Got yes. it, got it. So this was a, si- like a similar fitted okay, dress. There we go. Okay, thank you. So that... So, I missed sorry. that. Yeah, that, that. 
Well, because it's an odd thing. It's only a TV thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like she doesn't want to show it on TV, obviously, because she wants the big reveal to be later. But that makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Then we have Danielle, who I, I love Danielle, not just because we have the same name, but I like her Jersey <laughs> yes. vibe. I like that even her grandfather is in like, even the grandfather's New Jersey wear like muscle tees. Like I appreciate the jerseyness of that family. Question for you, Danielle. Uh, yes. When I was watching last night, I started to realize, are they prepping her to be kind of like the next gen Teresa? Interesting. Because of, we have the parallel of the brother fight for Danielle. Yeah. But then also I'm realizing she has such star power and the other girls are respecting her already. Like she's so new already. and they're already so respecting her, yeah. right? Like That's a they great talk about her a lot. She's in every storyline. And I feel like... Is she because because I'm sure like you know the the execs um I'm sure they're kind of like okay like Teresa's happy she's settling down like are are they thinking like what's the next kind of because if she's gone it's you know she's the she's holding together the she's the center center of this universe yeah. so wow you know maybe I think she's interesting I like her I like her her family I like how she you know she has yeah. outside drama I like her grandparents like. I don't know. I enjoy her. And she's not, you know, she's not afraid to say how she feels. She's already kind of in the muck with people. She's already getting respect. Then there's also that, uh, what's her name? Jen Fuda? Is that the girl with the, the tough nose job? I was going to say the one with the bad <laughs> nose job. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about She's She's there. Mm-hmm. She is there physically. Um, I don't, I just don't, I, I can't get a sense of her yet. Yeah. I do like when Jennifer Aiden said to her, because Jennifer Aiden is a mess and nobody is jealous of Jennifer Aiden's life. I really like Jennifer. I I like her so much. I love her. I love her. We need her. She's off the rails. She is off the rails. I like that she's wearing her hair natural this season. Like she is like, we are seeing Jen Aiden coming off the rails. And I love the whole time. I, I'm so happy we're getting this version of her. But when she goes, I didn't call you to talk about Dolores. I called you to talk about her fucked up nose jobs. <laughs> I <laughs> laughed. Oh my God. She's iconic. As much as, you know, as much as I want to see, to me, that's what Mia is trying. I feel like Mia is trying to be Jennifer, but she's just not doing it well. She's not. I Well, I do think that Mia's not as unhinged as yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer Aiden is unhinged. She is... I think she is overwhelmed by her four kids. I do believe that her husband gives her no support. Has, no. Has, you know, they are in a marriage where he's like, I am the boss. You will run the kids. I do the money. You're on a budget. Like, yeah. again, I don't think, I think uh, he cheated Daddy on a. her. She hasn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> and she's miserable. And then, and then she's projecting by saying, everybody's jealous of my life. And it's like, oh, sweetie, no, 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 yeah. no, we're not. Nobody is. It, if you could see what we see. I feel like this, at this point, I feel like she's using the camera as an opportunity to tell Daddy A how she feels. Because like whenever they go out for a dinner date, I, fe- I almost feel like, because he gives her this look where he like, he looks a little shocked that like she's mm-hmm. saying these things. I feel like she feels empowered by the cameras to kind of yeah. oh, tell him off a little bit. I do think the show in its fucked up way has been good for that family yes. in the sense that like here is a woman that has been struggling against like this life that she bought into where, 
he's going to be the big plastic surgeon and I'm just going to be the mom and take care of the kids and he's my king and I'm his, you know, and I think that that isn't actually what she wanted and the cameras have empowered her and she's unraveling and it's um, tough to watch sometimes, but I do believe that it was only this that could take them out of that. If they had not been on camera, I don't know what, the marriage would have probably continued. He would have cheated again. She would have been miserable. She never would have said anything. I do think in that fucked up way, it has like opened up the floodgates and it's been good. Again, we have to hit bottom before we get to the top. Yeah. And I think we're bottoming out a little bit though for March to call her. What did March call her? Wait, I, have, I wrote it down. <laughs> She called her a disheveled little drug addict. For weed. It's like, <laughs> okay, weed. okay, ACAB, abolish the, it's like, I don't know, what a narc. I'm like, leave, leave I, her alone, Marge. It's marijuana. Marge is, I know, I used to love Marge. Marge is, uh, is hitting my last nerve this season. Gotta it's say. the Ozempic. The Ozempic is it's, really uh, getting to her head. I'm sorry. I, is she on Ozempic? How can you she tell? Is. She is, she really know. is. I think she talked about it. I I I, I think she? she talked openly about. Uh, maybe please fact checkers out there come for, come for we me. Never, I will say this: we never fact check. <laughs> I'm pretty say? sure she she either she's spoken about it or well no. I think she was on a podcast. She was talking about she she definitely got the hormonal replacement. Not no wait, yeah. not hormonal replacement. That's that's true. That's trans. That's different. Um, that's different. She's trans. Marge is trans, and I want people to know that. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Absolutely. I didn't know that. Okay, God. No, bless but her. she got you know whenever she, she got she got some some hormones, and then I think she also yeah she she went on Ozempic. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe there. that is messing. With, I don't know. Can we talk a little bit about Miami before yes. I let you go? I love Miami. Big fan. I love Miami. Big fan. Uh, what are your your big thoughts on Miami? Because it's ending. The seat, you know, it's we're, we're heading into the reunions and everything. Where where are you with Miami? I love the energy. I feel like it's a very different. Maybe because it's on Peacock. I don't. I don't know if that's the difference. <laughs> I don't know either. But I feel like it's they different. spend money on Miami. I love it. I love it so much. It's a little more produced. Maybe I feel like there's a little mm-hmm. bit more production happening. But I love the relationships these women have with each other. I love how how uh, these relationships have, 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 it's been years and years of these. I love when the women of a, of a franchise have actual real stakes, like in their relationships. And I really do feel that way. My thoughts about this episode is I, at this point do feel like, um, I feel like they're bullying Adriana. Yeah, I agree. No, did Adriana say things you can't come back from? Like that is a tough thing. And was Adriana's apology basically ending with a, my bad. Yes, these are two truths, okay? But I think Adriana has no, she has so much less. Like, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like, she doesn't have a support system. She doesn't have the family. She is someone that is, not that they all haven't suffered, but I do feel like to, to watch them kick someone when they're down is yes. is not fun. And for Adriana to come to them with her cards on the table to say, look, this is what happened. I was projecting on you. I have my own shit in my life that is really fucked up and I took it out on you guys. She she openly was saying these things for them to not at that point just let it go. It it turned into something else for me where they saw an opportunity to dominate this person which I really really did not like. I feel like what Adriana said wasn't that bad. I have to be honest. It wasn't horrible. Uh, I disagree. No, 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 no. no, no. I understand. I understand that she said something 
horrible in the way of what she was referencing of the accident. I to- I totally get that. But what about what she said to Mara Salt? Oh, which is like- was that that one was. Because it was okay. That one <laughs> that was because like, she because because the thing about the accent, yes, that was like it's like, but she knew that her son had this accent. To compare those two things is crazy and insensitive. It was bonkers, bananas, insane. But then to tell Marisol that your ex never loved you and he told me that and he tried to ask me out. <laughs> oof. That is, I am laughing because it is it is bad. But at this point, Mar- I'm so sorry, <laughs> but, but but Marisol, she's in a happy. She's in a very happy relationship. Yes. She's not in that. That's the thing. That's what yes. bothered me. Both of these women are not in those places anymore. And I think on an unconscious level, I think Adriana was trying to remind them or try to just, she was trying to communicate that in her current life right now, she feels isolated, alone, not taken care of. And she was trying to get these women to empathize with her in a way where they were in places that were not good either. And maybe that's a reach, maybe that's a stretch, but I feel like in her fucked up way, she was just trying to connect. I see that. I mean, I I, I see that. I see it like she wasn't good at it and it can't. And in some ways, I I, I want to give a little less credit than you. And it, I love it. It was a little too much. It but, was a little too much credit. But I don't know, but I'm gonna because I don't I think she did want to hurt. I don't think she wanted to hurt Adriana at that moment. I do think she wanted to hurt Marisol at that moment. Mm. Adriana that was a really stupid thing and she was trying to correlate those two and that was, no, 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 no. And I think she was stupid in that moment. I think she was trying to hurt Marisol a little because, yeah. because, yeah. but she was trying to hurt her because of what you said because she's not in the She's not a good place. She wanted, to remi- she wanted to remind them that you're not, you haven't been in a good place either. And so I do think that that was a little more pointed. I'm not giving her as much credit. But I see, I think what you're saying is correct in that she is trying to show them, like, I need your empathy, which is why she was, like, pretending her leg was fine and then five seconds later got, you know, was up dancing on the beach. Like, I was, Adriana's worst enemy is is herself. And I, and I think because of that, I wish the other ladies would just give her some grace because she really fucked up and she, she really stepped in it. And I think that, it, they don't need to. They don't need to come after her that way. Yeah. The other thing is with Lisa, the the meal that she had with her her ex mother in law was, uh, was so painful. devastating to me because I'm sorry. Okay. What well, what? How do I feel about this? What I'm trying to say is with Lisa, there's a there's a naivete that really makes me sad. That's his mom. Of course, of course, she's going to, and and I've I've watched all of the past seasons of of Miami. She's had real issues with her mother in law because her mother in law would always take Lenny's side, and that's ob- I think that's where a lot of the pain is coming from. Is oh my god, here we are again, where my my mother in law is not seeing it correctly. But a part of me also says, duh. Yeah, well, it's like that's his that's mother. his mother, like, and I. But I think that she was, she felt like, oh, I finally, he finally crossed a line that even even his mother can't come back from. Like, we finally got there. And then, of course, because it's his mother and because, you know, she helped raise this child, like, he's going to come back to her. She's going to come back to her son. You're always going to side with your child. And He also supports them financially. 
He supports them financially. He's kind of at this point their provider. And so yeah. like I do think that there is a there is a naive nature to Lisa that I really hope that she can grow and kind of stop being so naive because there are moments where it's hard to have compassion a little bit. I think this divorce is going to be a real gr- like I'm sorry that it's so painful and it's so painful for these kids. And they're those oh, are young kids. So to go horrible. through a divorce it with young kids, he, and Lenny is a monster. And Lisa's, you know, not perfect, obviously. But I do think this is going to be some real growth. She is going to learn to, as much as she can, stand on her own two feet. And I, again, I don't wish it on her, but I do think someone like her who was so dependent and so kind of like this, like party girl and like, just like, I want fancy things and like not, you know, like, I think this is a woman who will, like Larsa, you know, on some ways, because I think Larsa was that way too, a little bit, learning to stand on their own two feet. Um, And then just before we we leave, I just want to also say that Kiki said one of the funniest things that I've ever heard which really made me. I love Kiki. Love. I've been saying Obsessed. it. Uh, Kiki knows exactly what it is to be a yes. friend of. She is not trying for more. And I know I've said this on the podcast and I don't mean to repeat myself, but talk about someone who just plays that line, doesn't seem sweaty like all the women in like Utah, all the friends of Jersey, Utah, whatever. You can feel them wanting a main position. And it, it makes me not want them on my screen at all. Yes. Whereas Kiki is the spice in the stew. Like, she is so hilarious. Good. She's funny. She adds drama. She's gorgeous to look at. Like, she gives us everything that you need from a friend of. And what she said that really made me laugh was, um, there are lights and smoke coming out of my vagina. <laughs> in, the, in the, when they were at the party and I was like, Kiki, goddamn, I love you. You know, we write on a comedy show and like, you're always looking for that button at the end of the scene yes. like that. And there's always someone going to come in and it's usually like kind of a side player that has like a funny like button and then like, that's it. We got it. Like that is Kiki. And I just, just, I, I support and I love that, um, that she's there and not sweating. Like she's just there for a great time. And I, I just, appreciation, props to Kiki. 100%. Unsung hero, unsung hero of the season. Nori Reed, I'm so happy that you are, on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you. Any big thought you want to leave us with about housewives in general or anything you want to... Um, I... That's a lot of pressure. I just put you under like, <laughs> say something profound. Say something profound now. <laughs> um, no, I, I just, you know, I'm I, I'm happy with... <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I love. I love the housewives. And at this point, yeah. I do feel like I need to start watching Vanderpump Rules. Yes, you do. Get <laughs> I on. I gotta get on it. Get on. I'm gonna get on it. And Nori, what's your Instagram if people want to follow you? Yes, but my Instagram is Nori Reed, and my Twitter is Real Nori Reed. And she's so funny, so definitely worth a follow. Thank and you. watch her if you're in LA or what, when you go on tour. Please catch her stand up because she's hilarious. And I will see you later in our writer's room. I'll see you later at work. Okay. Thanks, Dory. You have so many jobs at your other job. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I literally do. <laughs> bye. bye. And then also, bye. Uh, thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, everyone. We love you. We'll see you next week. 